My podcast. My podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harry at Diaper. Hello, welcome to episode 17. Well, that didn't last bloody long, did it? So I swapped podcast hosts for the last episode, and now I'm back to the old one. Do you know what? Because everyone chooses about lipsing, I think it's more like coitsing. Am I right? I think it's just too expensive for what it is, like... Do you know what? Maybe it is brilliant, and it maybe would have been brilliant if I'd have started on it. But I've just got used to the other one, and then the, the it just annoyed me. I asked the tech, like the customer service guy, I go, "Where are the stats that you can so you can see your iTunes listeners?" And he goes, "No podcast hosts, it doesn't work like that." And I'm like, and that was it, nail in the coffin for me. Because I was like, well, my old one did that. So don't tell me that they don't do that when I know that they do do that. Quiver. So yeah, so I'm back now with on Podbean. I'm sorry I left. I'm back with my tail between my legs. I feel bad. I think I may have even have slagged them off in the last episode. I don't even know. My mouth is that baggy. I never know what I'm saying about what, to be honest. I, in fact, I've started to worry what I do say in this. Because anyone really, like, I say a lot of stuff. I think essentially, Harriet, people don't care what you say. You know, I might drop myself in something. Harriet, well, I've started to get paranoid lately about it. Yeah, oh, fucking hell, I'll tell you this. Jesus Christ. This world is literally built for rich people to get richer, poor people to get poorer. It's a sorry state of affairs. So, many weeks ago, no, maybe a couple of months ago now, I think I spoke about it on here because I was so depressed about it. My finances, terrible. Just got in a fucking palaver with my money. And because I just wasn't mentally okay for a long while. So then I got myself sorted out, was gigging more, all that business. And then yesterday way back from Tesco's, got some nice salad objects. You know what? I got radishes for the salads because only 50p for a bag of radishes. My boyfriend had never had radishes before and he said they taste like canal water. I just don't think they do. But when he said that and I had a radish in my mouth, my mouth started filling up with water like I was going to be sick because I feel like what my brain thought canal water would taste like like really related to the sensation what was in my mouth so there might be something in that after all oh yeah so I was coming up for Tesco's and then someone asked me if I'd been paid for a gig so I so I thought I had but I thought I will check to make sure so I went on that and I noticed I'd been charged bank charges and I was like are you fucking joking me Fucking, what was happened there? Because I sorted, because last time, I definitely remember saying it on here, I, so I rang up the bank, and I go, I'm just in a mental palaver here. I'm just struggling with my finances, and I'm I'm just going over my head, I'm going beyond my overdraft, all this business. And they go, oh my goodness, of course we will help you. We're sorry to hear this, Mrs Dyer. What we'll do is... We'll stop all your charges, 
And then what we'll do is, we'll just charge you more. We'll just charge you for now stopping your charges. That's that's what we'll do. So we'll just round it up nicely to this big massive sum you now have to pay because you've told us that you can't afford these charges. Oh, would you do that for me, Mr Bank? Oh, that's so nice of you. And I couldn't fucking believe it. I couldn't fucking believe that they did that. But, you know, what what choice did I have? I just eventually, like... Oh, I just didn't really have a fucking choice in the matter. I was going to bloody do my shopping with, like, my pennies in my hand, like, bloody Oliver Cromwell, no, Orphan Annie. Like, before I was paying for the shopping, I was, like, down down the aisle, like, the tin dial, like, counting my change so I wouldn't be embarrassed at the fucking, like, that sort of thing. And then, uh, just got by, and then eventually, you know, it all, it all got better or whatever, got myself out of it. And then this fucking business happens, these charges. Sparing in mind, they charge me £9.50 a month for just... They said that they have to do this anyway so that I had the luxury of having the charges stopped. I have to pay. I had to pay this £9.50 a month or something. I just was like, yes. And then in the end, I wrote to the big boss, bank boss, this bloody idiot that I've spoken to when I've initially tried to ring up, told her the situation and I said, I can't. These charges are just, like, I've just got myself in a, an absolute mess. And she's like, well, you know, you didn't have the money. And then you, and it's like, I've got myself into a situation. I've said I've got into a situation. I don't need you telling me, oh, you, well, you knew what you were doing. It's so easy to spiral. And it isn't a case of, I'm hardly living off caviar and snorting fucking posh pastry off fucking truffle snufflers do you know what I mean and I just thought how dare you I've said I've got into a situation you just fucking talk down to me like a fucking shithead so I was like give me can I have the message of the, the head office and she's like yeah but you know you got yourself into shut up can I have the the address of your of the head office in the end she like proper arsely gave it me and thank goodness that I did, because they wiped the, those initial charges as a goodwill gesture, which was like, oh, thank goodness. So, yeah, so that's happened. And then yesterday I've seen these more charges. So, yeah, so bearing in mind paying this £9.50 a month just to just to have this bloody account, right? And then these charges, £33, which is £1.50 a day I'm being charged. So I've rung up and they've gone, yeah, this this is your account now. And I'm like, no, this is not my account. Who, how is this suddenly my account? This was never my account. And it's just, are you fucking mad? The, the st- and I just kicked off. I said that. I said, this system is only in place for rich people. What am I supposed to do? The guy was actually all right, actually. He was like, there are, there is a way... If you're having difficulty, you can ring up tomorrow. You can sort sort it out. Oh, because I had to go to a gig. So I was like, okay. So I rang up this morning to speak to the guy that said he'd be there. Was he there? Was he fuck? So then I spoke to this woman. And then she was asking me about She's like, so have you been struggling? And I was like, yeah. And so she goes, oh, well, we can forward you to someone else then that will sort this out. You know, if you haven't been well enough to do a lot, you know, and got yourself into a situation. I was like, oh, brilliant. 
and then she said this, you know, there's nine pound fifty on paying a month. She says like phone insurance. Fuck off, is it phone insurance? Am I using it as phone insurance? I'm using it because your people have told me to use it. And, and and you're telling me I've got phone insurance with you guys. What are you on about? So then this woman's gone, right? So we'll put you through to these people. So I said, brilliant. And I was on, the, on hold for ages. And then this person answers and goes, hello, can we ring you back? And I said, yes, you can. And she goes, is there any time that would be best for you? And I said, well, no, any time really, just... Just let me know when roughly you're going to ring. And she goes, well, what time's best for you? So I was like, two o'clock. She goes, right, we'll ring, ring you at two o'clock. I said, brilliant. I've then got impending doom on me because I can't deal with phone calls. Just feel far on edge all day that this phone call was looming and then I was trying to get my work done and then, then two o'clock comes. I'm so, and then I'm un- so I was hungry and I was like, well, I'll wait until this phone call at two o'clock. So then three o'clock comes, I'm double hungry. I'm like, oh, three o'clock, four o'clock comes, still nothing. Half past four comes, I'm like, fucking hell, I was waiting two hours for this phone call and then and the new food. So now I'm just going to go get some food. And I thought, that just didn't come in, that just didn't ring in now. Now it's like three hours later. And the guy said that the office shuts at five. And so I wrongly, like an idiot, put my phone on silent because it's just stressing me out all day. Then I fucking missed the call at like one minute to five. And then it's unknown, so I couldn't ring it back. And then I don't have the department because I've been forwarded through to this department. And then I don't know the number, so I'll fucking start with it all again. And then I'm, by this point, I'm still getting charged one pound fifty a fucking day. And you're like, Harriet, it's only one pound fifty a day. But it's fucking one pound fifty a day for fucking nothing. But just, just for the sake of take taking more money off people who don't have any fucking money, it fucking pisses me off so much. And then it's just like everything as well. They go, oh, you're in a predicament. So what we'll do is. You seem to be a bit on the edge, so we'll just help you. We'll sort it out for you. And then they don't fucking ring. Like, they said they would... If I've told you I've got mental health problems, and then why are you not ringing me on the dot? People with mental health problems like things to be on time. Fucking get... It's fucking... And I know they're busy in that, but it's just fucking annoying. And it's, it just reminded me of when, like, with counselling and stuff, and the like... Oh, well, I don't think we can give you counselling because what you're going through is more severe. So what we'll do is we'll put you on this waiting list. And when when was that waiting list, Harriet? Oh, 2014. What year is it now? 2017. She fucking takes a piss. No one's out. And the thing is as well, that if it was for them to get the, get money, so if it was forced up, say if I've said, in fact, just as an example, so the other day I needed to take out like insurance for something. So I've, Started filling out this form, realised I could do it somewhere else for cheaper. So I've stopped filling out the form. Then that company fucking ringing me every fucking hour on the hour because they wanted something. But with this thing, because essentially you want something to change for you for the better, so no one fucking cares, they won't ring me back. Why the fuck are they ringing from an unknown number? Oh, can't they just say, hello, we've missed your call? Yeah, but they're probably just got put off by your mental answer phone machine. I don't have a mental answer phone message. I'm just like, hello, if you fancy some Cornish zest in your life, leave a message. I think that's a fucking answer phone message. I don't know. 
So now I just, my head feels fucking mush with it all. I just don't want to be charged one bonus for the day. It's not even, it's just that there's always fucking something. I just want to go off the grid even more than ever. I just want to, like, did I chat? Did I tell you about? I can't remember if I did. Me and my boyfriend watched Forrest Gump at the weekend. And we were like, we're going to fuck off on a fishing boat. But you can't, you can't fuck off anywhere. Because everything's, you got to pay for this, pay for that. Everyone's got to keep an eye on you. We're all fucked. Even in, even in a caravan, you can't fuck off. And now I've become obsessed that I want a treadmill. So I can't get a treadmill and go on the run. Unless I stationarily go on the run on my treadmill. I don't know, I think it's just been a tough week. It's tough with the... So my boyfriend's got, got like four kids, as you know, and it's just fucking tough. It's just so tough because, like, I know what's right and wrong. And... It's clear that they don't have it easy at home. So you want to give them, you want to, you want to try and give them, like, not a better life, but you want it to be fun when, well, you do want to try Oh, no, because I don't think, so you've got to remember, Harry, you've only ever got your boyfriend's word for things, so, so, yeah. Anyway, so you want them to have fun and that, but they, they just make it on. Like, just impossible. Make it impossible. Can't do anything nice. And then, you know, we live above a shop, so we don't want things to be noisy and stuff. But they're, they're fucking feral. Bro- they just broke everything. And then, just fucking hurt like, my feelings as well because I like. like I've done a room for them with all, like, barbar pictures and that. And then it's got board games in it and. That I, you know, would play with my family and stuff, and then they just fucking go in and rip it all up, and then to break and ruin everything. And then you go, oh, well, that's what kids are like. No, I know. I've taught kids. I know what kids are like. Just to just destroy everything. And then the oldest, I've fucking gone so well with her this weekend. And then, and she says that she doesn't feel loved. So then my boyfriend's tried to help, and then told the mum that. You know, she feels like this, and then the mum's kicked off with her, so then, so then she's, like, gone, like, no, my dad's lied, saying that, so there's all kids, it's just everything, there's just so many things and ways to do things, and, and I feel like, like, my parents were grown-ups when they had me, I mean, probably, you know, if that's them, they are probably shitting themselves, but they were grown-up, and they were so, like, I was really lucky, so lucky, and then... My boyfriend hasn't had a great upbringing at all. She, oh god, I don't bloody know about her, but it's just the whole thing is just, it's just fucking palaver. And like, like I said before, I spent my whole life trying to have a peaceful life, so I want to do right by them. So I'm, my, I'm constantly stretched because I want to do right by them, but they're fucking unbearable. And, and they're not, you know, because I'm not with real mental health, they're just so loud and horrible all the time. <laughs> And then, so I've had, so I've had a go at one of them for, for ripping up and breaking all the games that I play, this, you know, with family games and stuff. And then he's, so I've like pointed at him, and then he's walked into my point, like with his chest. And the mum's gone, like messaging boyfriend. So any fucking reason why that fucking this and fucking that, he's touching my kids. It's like, 
oh no, I'm not. Like, don't be like that. I'm trying to do the best, and then you're making it like something fucking weird and horrible like that. And it's just fucking. It's all, and then. Then we've got them again this weekend, and I just don't. And and part of me's like, I don't want these fucking nightmares coming round. They just don't appreciate anything, and they're horrible. And then I'm just like, Harriet, stop behaving like a child. Imagine what it's like for them. They're having a real tough life. So you've just got to wind it in and suck it up and be there for them. And then I'm hoping now with the oldest that she's. You know, because I think she's sort of going off peace a bit with her friends and that. And because I don't think she's feeling loved. So now I hope she's, you know, still going to come round. Oh, I just want it all to be alright. Fucking hell. Well, that... I haven't done any good news, have I? Well, I haven't got any fucking good news. My bloody... My... Bloody hell, this is fucking July. My fucking Edinburgh show is shit. I've got to go up and do that. Harry, it's not shit. You just need to learn it. You've got it. You just need to... Today, you haven't been going over it because you've been worried about this fucking phone call. Harry, no one listen, wants to listen to a podcast of you just crying like a fucking moron. What oh, fucking moron. I'm sad about it all. I'm gonna do a spaghetti bolognese in a bit, but a totally vegetarian one, and not even with corn because I don't like corn. I've realised. I'm gonna do a mushroom bolognese with mushrooms. I'll cut them up very small. Alright, come on, Harry. At least do do some good news. Oh, this is nice. So this mum in America. Well, I'll read it all. So, arcade workers show great kindness to overwhelmed autistic boy. When her four-year-old autistic son became overwhelmed by the crowds at the local arcade, his mum was resigned to the fact that her kids might not be able to enjoy the games like everyone else. But the arcade staff wasn't about to let anyone miss out on the fun. Stephanie Sard's son, Jordan, is non-verbal, but he adores playing the video games at the Dave and Bustlers in Boston, Massachusetts. After attempting to go on a normal afternoon, however, the large amounts of people made him too anxious to enjoy the facilities. Stephanie then sent an email to the event coordinator and asked what times were the least busy for the arcade, so Jordan and his twin sister wouldn't have to worry about the crowds. Much to the mother's surprise, she received an email from the staff saying they'd be happy to open the arcade earlier so the siblings could enjoy the games alone. Isn't that lovely? True to their words, Dave and Busters opened the store on the morning of June the 22nd just for the Saad family. In addition to allowing other family relatives to attend, the staff gave $15 gift cards to the siblings and set several of the machines to unlimited play mode. I cried watching both of my children being able to have fun, laugh and actually stay someplace that they were both having so much fun at, wrote Jordan's mother on Wicked Local. As hard as it is for Jordan to miss out on things, 
I know it's equally as hard for his sister, who also has to leave when things are overwhelming. I think it's so important that everyone knows how truly amazing the Dave and Buster's staff are, and also what an impact they made on my special little guy, she added. Isn't that nice? And a similar one about a hairdressers in Ireland, about this autistic kid who gets his hair cut there, and it was all too much for him. So, um... The, so he like ran away to his mum's van and then, then the hairdresser came and cut his hair in the van in a safer environment, which is nice. There was someone said to him, that Sam White, who was chatting about previously on here, that come to my mental health night. Oh, that's another, that's another thing that was annoying me, actually. I did my mental health night last night and it, it reminded me why I stopped doing it in the first place. Do you know what? With that night, Everyone, as they should be, um, you know, people chip in and shout out, and it's usually because they're autistic or you know that like don't, they lack social skills. So it's like it's the place for that. We embrace it. You're more than welcome to shout out because it's always nice and comes from a good place. But don't fucking come to a night like that and just be a cunt, and then you're in this perfect environment for people not to have a go at you because I don't know if there's a bloody problem. But this guy was just pissed. He was just a pissed balland. They kept saying it was all shit. He kept putting his music in his headphones and blaring it up really loud. And then telling me, trying to talk to me about dinosaurs. Knowing that I like dinosaurs. But then was he was just so passive aggressive. And then he was like trying to crack on with this girl. This girl just comes to the gig and just like, she should go to a bar. All she does is, is like flirt with everyone and try and cop off with people. And then just keeps constantly walking out of the comedy to go for cigarettes to flirt with boys. This guy, though, the atmosphere was horrible. The regulars weren't there. And it's, do you know what? It's why I don't run a night. It's why I bloody stopped it. It's fucking stressful. You just feel responsible feel responsible for the acts to have a good gig. It was a fucking waste of time for all the acts. No fucking money involved. Think as well, if you're going to a free night, fucking wind your fucking neck in. Why are you being a cunt at a free comedy night? Go be a cunt on your own in your front fucking house, you fucking muppet. Sorry. I'm telling him next time if he comes in. Right, so. And then people as well. People walking out because, like, so I put a guy that was a bit new on, hadn't done it in a while. But bearing in mind, it's a mental health comedy night on the whole. So, and the guy in particular clearly had mental health problems, addressed it. And then they're, like, walking out and stuff like that. And it's it's like, but he's supposed to be one of you. Why, why aren't you being patient? And then these two people came out and they tried to sneak out, not knowing I was by the door getting some fresh air. And then so it was, like, a bit awkward. They were then going, well, see, they weren't good, but this person was good. You were all right. It's like, no. Gives you the right. What, so... Like, why do you think I need your opinion on these people? I've booked them because I like them and I know they're good. So don't you think that you are the fucking fucking ruler of 
fucking comedy and have a I've got a list of stuff to do today, and um, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Alright, do another nice talk. So, Sam White, who I was just talking about, then I went off on a fucking rant. She said, I bet you won't not blubber to this. And then I didn't look at the link, what she gave it, what she gave to me, until just now, because I thought, oh, I'll do that on for uh, Don't Worry, Bipolar Happy. So I've only just looked at it and I was like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah, I did cry. It's um, this guy coming to a Bangkok police station with a knife. And he was just, uh, he was having a meltdown. And just, and it's on camera. And the, the way the police dealt with him, they just like talked him down, got the knife off him and then just gave him a massive hug. And the guy just, he was a musician, had his guitar stolen and... He's, he's working for security guard as a security guard and hadn't been paid for three days and he was just having a bit of a tough time and then they've hugged him and then they've taken him out for dinner and that and and no charges were pressed and it's just like just watching how they were with him it's just whoever's trained them has sorted it out who's has done it right do you know what I mean needs to be more stuff like that in, in, and like I'm sorry to say but the amount of police stations that would just probably f- fucking shoot him. And you're like, oh, you can't just say that. I fucking... I really... I've seen... I've, I've seen some fucked up things with police. Fucking horrible, a lot of them. Well, I'll tell you this quickly. I think this is a good news. So, basically, this man and woman had been chatting about politics on Facebook, right? And then the guy has tried to up the ante. So he's messaged this girl who he's been chatting armlessly with and gone, maybe we should go out sometime. She hasn't replied. He's gone, question mark. And then she said, had I not a husband, you do seem like a catch. And I mean that with all sincerity. And he's gone, oh, haha, you're married. And she's gone, smiley face. Yes, I'm flattered. Thank you. And he's gone, okay, so am I, but we just won't tell. It will be fun, lol. And he's got a picture with his kids in his profile picture. And then she's gone, she's gone in tube. This is what she's replied with. When I got diagnosed with cancer last year, I didn't have the heart to tell my boys, whom I have always protected, that I could die. My husband had to look in their eyes and say that I was sick. He subsequently took care of me during multiple surgeries emptying drainage bags, giving me blood thinner shots, holding my hand whilst I was in pain and going to get chemo infusions. During this time, there was a song lyric that would constantly loop in my head. Love is watching someone die. So my question to you is, who is going to watch you die? Get your house in order and please stop messaging me. I read that and I was like, fucking hell, that's brutal. But then I thought, do you know what? So many people will... Do you know what I mean, who's to say he's not ill and she, he's other halves like looking after or doing this and doing that? Do you know what I mean? Like the, the stuff that we do for our other halves and then and then if they're off behaving like that, it's just, it's, you just need to appreciate, like, why is everyone so greedy? She slammed him, though. I'm just so appreciative. Even on Monday, no, Tuesday, I did this like, wicked gig and it just ran later than I thought it was, was going to. And then, because I was getting a lift back, and then I didn't realise we were dropping someone else off first. But this person was being so lovely to give, give me a lift back. 
So, of course, I'm not going to say anything. So then, like, my boyfriend was waiting, like, two and a half hours, like, for me. And, like, he'd been working all day. He didn't make a song and dance about it at all. I think he was tired and hungry, but I was like, let's just get home. And then we were all laughing at that, and it's just like, the shit people do when, you know, when you're in love, and it's beautiful. See, Harriet? So, remember, that's lovely that you said that. That's something really good that's happened, actually. So, I hope you appreciate that. Money's fucking money, isn't it? But that's lovely. Loads of people don't have that. And if you do have it, my friends, fucking capture it. Alright? I'm gonna go. Dryer out. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download, share, tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.